Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. I'm on the mic with my brother, Sven, and our cousin, Keele. Okay, quick Game of Thrones recap. I am still currently in last place, but making a valiant effort. Valiant comeback with still 74 points. Thank you, thank you. Kyle, congrats. Uh, 77 points. Thank you. And Ooh. still 20 points behind brother with 97? Mm, yeah, but it's fine. As long as one of our people sits on the Iron Throne at the end, we'll win. So We all fine. have people that could die at, at a drop of a hat. Well, yeah, but the dying part doesn't really as much matter anymore. It's more about the Iron Throne because we only have two episodes left. Well, that is true. You get, you know so what I mean? get 50 points so, if your person ends up on the Iron Throne. So, And let's be real. We, we all have maybe one character that's going to end up on the Iron Throne. Mine is obviously John, But other than Nobody's that, I don't, going to. I don't know. Think. Yeah, I don't think. Game I'm not going to. Mine could be Sansa. Yeah, there's no. I, I, how, what, what, but how could they sit on the throne? That's what I, I want to understand. Is how could someone like. She's Sansa not leaving the North. They yeah, take. Like, Apparently, people are saying that Sansa may go to the to King's Landing. For what? I have no idea. Oh, that's right. She's she's back in the north. Yeah. Gendry is heartbroken over Arya. So yeah, I think what a what a use his new lordship and just go on a, a murderous rampage and take the Iron Throne. That was such a cold-hearted <laughs> move by her. A, <laughs> let's hear it for Gendry. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. I just met you. <laughs> what was the, what they give him? They gave him. Who cares? Some lord some of piece of land. He's lord of something. Lord of Saltzman. Yeah, lord of something. He's a Baratheon. He is a Baratheon. No he longer. He is, honestly. So he's yeah. actually second. No, he's like no. Line now. No, we'll technically he's first, but Mm-mm. good for him. But we'll uh, Targaryen before the Baratheon. We'll see. They were usurpers. Two episodes left. Tune in. Tune into the episode and tune into the fantasy fam, so you can uh, find out who's uh, who's leading after next episode with only one left. Uh, something new this episode. We're actually going to kick it off with a question from two on one. Thank you for sending it in. We really appreciate it. Which rookie will make the biggest impact as far as fantasy production goes? And obviously two names on everyone's list, Kyler Murray and Josh Jacobs, but we're not here to talk about those guys. So I'm going to start it off. And mine is David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. See some competition start, like right away. I think he has competition from the likes of Tariq Cohen and Mike Davis, but I think he has the opportunity for at least 15 touches a game plus goal line work on an incredible offense who's going to score a lot of points. I like it. Chicago, young, talented guy. Uh, My guy, Paris Campbell from Indianapolis. Uh, Slot receiver out of Ohio State. Kid's a stud, 4-3-1. He's a burner. Him and T.Y. Hilton – and Andrew Luck loves to throw the ball down the field. I think this kid starts week one, makes a very big impact. That offense is going to be scary good this year. With that oh. offensive line and Marlon Mack coming, oh, watch out. Paris Campbell. If he's the number two, then he, I agree with you. Even if he's the slot, I still think he's going to be a big factor. Um, yeah, I'm going to go um, Andy Isabella. Um, pairing him alongside the person I could not pick, um, Kyler Murray. It's because Andy Isabella is coming from, you know, a small school, football school in UMass. However, he is a blazing fast player who has, I, I mean, he's a slot guy for the most part. And even though Larry technically hasn't playing out of the slot for the past few years, as he gets older, I mean, Larry's on his way out. Chad Williams has been a bust. Christian Kirk is still developing into a, you know, a number two wide receiver. They have Kevin White, who, 
they have Kevin White. Um, nothing really to say about Kevin White. Yeah, that's um, it. And then they did go out and draft um, the likes of like Hakeem Butler and uh, Keyshawn Johnson. So I just I like the fact that Andy Isabella is fast. He can play all over the field, wide receiver, running back. Um, literally, just he's a utility player. And to pair him alongside with someone like Kyler Murray, who is running all over the field as well, uh, I think that's a great pairing. Isabella has game speed. So many athletes on that team. Yeah, they, they surrounded Kyler, so I think um, as long as Cliff can run some sort of, you know, offense that makes sense. It's the offensive line. That's, that's what I'm worried about. If that O-line cannot protect him, he's going to be running for his life. Yeah, he will. He's probably <laughs> going to get more yards doing that. Honestly. But then it opens up the chance of getting hit and injured, which one hit and that could uh, derail his career, honestly, which is kind of scary. I guess anybody could say that about like that. Like an RG3 almost, yeah. Yeah, scary, scary. But a two-on-one, we appreciate it. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, anybody, anybody, please feel free to uh, send us questions. We can uh, we can talk about it and help you out, and we're uh, learning in the process as well. Yeah, we're also not the smartest people in the world either. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of people out there who have plenty of questions that you know are based on your league, based on your anything. So, any questions you have or topics you want us to go over as our intro or whatever, you know, please feel free. Yeah, we have we have questions ourselves that we ask. So we might we might have a yes. question for you. That is correct. We might have a follow-up question to your, <laughs> to your question. But you can send these uh, to us at uh, thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter, obviously, at thefantasyfam or on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. Today's episode, we are going to talk about running backs. Inspiration from C. Ruiz. Go Yankees. That's what's uh, up. So the draft just happened, and a majority of people's early rankings have started to roll out. Um, today, we're going to try and stay focused around top 10, top 12-ish type players that seem to be on a majority of people's lists, um, some familiar faces from last year. Uh, but in what order? Has anybody fallen off the list? Is anybody creeping into this top 10 ranking? Um, so no place better to start, honestly, than I think the most polarizing based on his past production and what his team has done to him by drafting a running back in the third round. Last year's overall number one, and he finished number one, Todd Gurley. In standard leagues, yeah. I think you guys, he finish number what do you guys think about the situation here in Todd Gurley? I have him number two, actually. I'm going straight up, no injuries. <laughs> this is ranking based on – Well, that's straight up. No, like, of course, I mean, but <laughs> – Obviously, people are going to put him down, though, because they think – but I, I'm saying full season, Todd Gurley is going to be number two because I think Saquon is actually going to just – but perfect world for wonderful what the rams did is they insured themselves now which is kind of odd because malcolm brown and john kelly i thought they were decent backups like but i guess they're insuring themselves of a solid solid backup for the years to come at least for maybe a couple more you know until his like rookie contract expires but solidifying if Gurley does go down so but i have him number two so I haven't officially finished my rankings and I'm not going to release them until I do. Um, but I have talked about my love for Todd Gurley from the beginning. Um, it's, there's no question about it. He is a, a bell cow. He is one of the best and most talented running backs in the NFL. Um, we saw him finish last year as I ran through the numbers a few episodes ago in regards to his finishes each week. Um, he, he put up 30 points or more in almost every freaking week from weeks one through 12 or 11. So I don't buy into this whole thing about what happened at the end of the season and in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But it is – I mean, it obviously was troublesome enough that they went and drafted a running back. So I, I understand why people are having speculation about it. But if he's going to fall to you at potentially pick number six or seven, 
uh, it's, I mean, the guy has potential to put up 20 touchdowns in an offense that is fast paced, that he's going to get, you know, 12 touchdowns on the ground, 13 touchdowns on the ground. He's going to catch you five or six touchdowns in a perfect world. So I just, he's going to fall for me in terms of projections. And obviously I weigh injuries in there as well. Um, He's going to fall that two to four category. I think, I mean, I wish I could put him at one, but it's, it's going to be tough to beat Saquon out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Todd is not in my, um, Todd, like we're friends. Todd. Um, we might be hey, later. Hey, we're going to meet him at SportsCon. Pretty, pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, he's definitely not in my top three. Uh, I think why they drafted a running back and why they kept Malcolm Brown, and we've discussed this before, is because they are prepping him for the playoffs. Even if Sean McVay remains the predictable play caller that he was in the playoffs next year, let's say if they make it, giving the ball to Todd Gurley 25 times is still better than anything that they did last year, honestly. So I think he's going to get spelled a lot. I think he might, he might even split carries early on in the season. He's still going to get his touchdowns, of course. Is he in the top three for me? No. I would have Saquon obviously ahead of him. Kamara is probably up there. Elliott. I do, do not like at all because he's a cowboy, but is the production there? And will it be? Of course. Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, phenomenal. If Todd Gurley falls after that, are you kidding me? It's almost like it's almost like you have to pick him, but I'm definitely not putting him in my top three. Well, in that world, though, you're, but that's the thing, though, is if obviously it's only May, but we're looking at a scenario where those first six picks before, five picks before him, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, CMC, maybe Melvin Gordon, um, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you're, so you are looking at Todd Gurley potentially falling to six right now. I mean, in May, he's I'll at take six. it. Yeah, so obviously you're going to take that. I'm not saying you have to take him over CMC, but there's so many question marks to begin with on all those other running backs. Saquon's going to be playing for a bad team. Sorry. Ah. Um, Minus Odell. Zeke, sleeper, Zeke sleeper in, a PPR, in a PPR league, Zeke is not going to get you more than 40 or 45 receptions. Okay? He had 77 last year, by the way. Did he really? Yeah. Zeke did not have 77 receptions. Yes, he did. Are you serious? I swear. Okay, fine. I still didn't think yeah. about the world. Whatever. I stand <laughs> I, by I it. I was surprised too. And I, I stand by it. I stand like, by it. I'm looking at 45 Ooh. to 50 receptions for, for, uh, for Zeke. I'm so you got got. You got got. Come, come, I am high with it. Call me up. <laughs> you have Alvin Kamara who loses Mark Ingram and he becomes the number one back all around by de facto. Look, um, Christian yeah. McCaffrey was based purely on how much they gave him the, the ball last year. And that's going to change. There's so many question marks. Melvin Gordon went through injury history last year. So like, I, there's nobody who's a perfect pick. David Johnson sucked for the most part. He what about your new, what about your new, uh, your new Bay as they call. What Which Bay? Um, I have so many. Lead Bell. Oh, that, just cause he plays for the Jets doesn't mean I. <laughs> there's nobody on the Jets right now. And I mean, this guy, if they I mean, were yeah, smart, they looking, would give him the ball 40 times a game. <laughs> you're looking at, I mean, Lev Bell is looking at 275 plus carries and 65 receptions. So yeah, I mean, at least I, and we've been through this. I love efficiency. I do. However, I really, really, really love like quantity. I love when they get the rock 45 times a game. And when they pass, they're going to be, <laughs> they're gonna be losing yep. Lev Bell. He doesn't, take, have, he doesn't have Big Ben, though. That's the thing. He's never played. He's never played with any other quarterback. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But there are many question marks with him. In terms of Gurley, that's my only point. My only proof is that you can't say it's only Gurley, and that I would take all these running backs before him. When I think every run, one of them, except maybe maybe Saquon, has question marks. 
Yeah, technically, every running back, every player has question marks. You know, unless we shake up our our crystal ball, we could see the future, and then I mean, LT in two thousand seven win our leagues. Not the only oh. one. Question marks. Did did LT play uh, play that year? Oh he played, my he played god! Played Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, th- I think he I did enough to solidify so himself as an LT. <laughs> god. I mean, like when I say, said. it's like when I say I have a truck, and everyone corrects me. No, no, you have an SUV. Shut up. I mean, yeah. it is an SUV. Truck is an SUV. <laughs> Shut up. Is a truck an SUV, but an SUV, not a truck? Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. It's, 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 an, it's a truck. I have a truck. It is off the ground. It is not, all, like, it is not flat to the ground like a car. So sh- just shout out. It's a, it's, a, it's a truck. I drive a sedan. Yeah. That, oh, my God. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a freaking sedan is. It's, it's, anyway. a, it's a car. I digress. It's, it's a car. But I completely see what you mean, though. And, I, and I'm still not sure at this point if I did have the sixth or seventh pick and if Gurley was there that I, at this point, with all the information, right, because the proof is in the pudding and they drafted a running back in the third round that's going to play right away. Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, some of those guys are going to be around as well. So it's going uh, to be a tough choice, I think. So f- some players from the pre-ranking in 2018 that have fallen a little bit. Some of the names uh, come to mind, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, who are uh, – Who's somebody you guys see that has um, taken taken a step back, or you will not put in your top ten potentially? Okay, <laughs> this one's this this one's a tough one for me yeah. because you have that expectation that like you know they're going to be you know starting they're going to be top ten running backs. We're drafting them there; they're worth it. But uh, there's so many question marks for some of these, and he's my favorite player or my top three favorite players in the NFL. I absolutely love him, but but it's got to be Melvin Gordon for me this year. Yeah, oh. like it has to be Melvin Gordon. I love Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon is purely his like how much he gets. It's it's the amount of targets he gets. It's the amount of touchdown receptions he gets. It's the amount of carries he gets. We've also seen a tremendous amount of injury history for Melvin Gordon. I, I love him. Okay, his efficiency is not great. It's never been you know Alvin Kamara esque. However, it's uh, I. Uh, this one hurts to say because I love Melvin Gordon, but if I had to pick anyone this year right now, he would be the one I'd say has the chance to semi-bust because of his injury history, and I, I hate even saying that. He never got more than 19 carries a game. When, last year? Yeah. Yeah, last he year was, was a great field. He had a very good year, though. He last had... year was his most efficient year ever. Yep. He ever. had five, 5.1 yards on the ground. I, I mean, his most catches, it looks like he averaged – maybe four and a half, five catches a game, if that. Yeah. But no more than 19 rushing, I, I find that very – It's weird for someone like him. because so he always, crazy. He was, yeah, he was always the bell cow. I mean, we added – you know, Austin Eckler had a role. But it's not even about that. Like, you go back to Melvin Gordon's rookie year, his second year, his third year. His was based on his quantity. But last year we saw quality, which is wonderful. However, if we're going to see that same amount of quantity and that quality dips even just a little, he's not a top six running back anymore. You know what I mean? It's not with all the other healthy. Yeah, his is touchdown. The other guys, yeah. yeah. A lot of his is reception dependent and touchdown dependent. So I, I love Melvin Gordon. He is one of my favorite players in the NFL. But if I'm doing it based on injury history and potential step back, it's going to be him, which sucks. I still will draft him. He doesn't want you to. Because <laughs> like last year, if you look at all the top running backs, they all finished as the top running backs. So it's yeah. going to be, yeah. So if he takes, if he does get injured or takes a step back, I mean, that like, you, you're out of the race. Yeah, but Buster's, you're, that's you're the like, thing. Like, 
busts happen every year, especially at the running back position in the first round. So we've seen it before. We've oh, seen yeah. it again. But it's just so hard to predict one of these like unbelievably talented running backs that are going to bust. Well, your Kareem Hunt situation that – Well, that's different. He was on pace to be a running but, back top but four. Let me ask you this. That happens so often now. It's like – I know. You just guess a player. Okay, this guy's going to get – No, some, yeah. I'm going to draft him. But isn't that so sad, though? But – I'm I'm just saying though that like he if Melvin Gordon he gets hurt or I mean he's out he's out of that race for top for top dog yeah but I also think there's a world where Melvin Gordon finishes as running back one I'm not I just it's uh, there's no way around that I'm not flip flopping I'm just being honest that he scares me because of his injury history oh yeah but that would you could say the same thing about freaking Dalvin Cook you know what I mean so it's five five games he missed last year Melvin Gordon that's a lot. Right, right in the heart, too. Yeah, like right 13, when you needed him most. 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, right when you needed him most. He was yeah, that bad. hurt, that hurt yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah. So, retribution. All right, so on the, on the flip side, let's talk about some players that were not ranked at all last year and had phenomenal seasons. The Philip Lindsays, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Marlon Mack, that may be in your top 10 rankings or finish the season as a top 10 guy. Go. James Conner. I think James Conner, purely on what he accomplished, the guy could have finished third. But are we doing this based on someone who's going to be drafted outside the top 12 this year or someone who was that last year? Does oh, no, no, no. You're saying so you're saying that wasn't in it last year, that finished, that could be, that is in the top 10 this year, correct? Someone that is that in your not, top 10? Yep. Someone that was not ranked last year's top okay, 10. Okay, I thought we were doing right. this year. Okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm still sticking with James Conner. <laughs> James Conner, I think, the production. He made the best of what he was getting. There's no Antonio Brown, I know, but they love some James Conner. Jalen Samuels did play pretty well, but this guy's a three-down back. He could have finished top three, like I said before, you know. So, that's my guy. Um, mine, uh, Mine's pretty easy. Um, someone who last year I actually had a decent amount of faith in, but he was suspended which did not help his cause uh, for those first two games. And then all of a sudden he started playing and he played well. And the big thing I had about him was the fact that they were always playing from behind, but they went out this year in free agency and in the draft and absolutely destroyed defense. I mean, they killed it. So now not only will they have one of the better defenses in the league, but he's going to get that ground and pound uh, possibility with the best quarterback in, you know, in the NFL talent wise. And that is Aaron Jones. Um, I think Aaron Jones struggled a little bit last year. Obviously, the suspension injury always been a killer for him. But the thing was, is because they were playing from behind a lot. Rodgers didn't look himself completely. The defense sucked. So when your defense is bad, the running game is usually bad. And I think this year the defense is going to take a huge step forward. We're looking at a top 10 defense. And I think Aaron Jones coming into his what, third year in the league, um, I think Aaron Jones is going to get the rock way more. He's going to be active in passing game, third down, I mean, everything. Uh, so I think Aaron Jones takes a step forward this year and is a top 12. They need to keep Aaron Rodgers healthy. The only way to do that is play good defense and run the ball. Yeah. And that's what they should do. And they're going to do that. Cause if you've seen the pieces they added on defense, fantastic. Like really killed the defense. I mean, they might be one of the best. They, might, on, be, Gary. they might be one of the best teams on paper right now in the NFL. On paper. I know. I know. But still you have the best, you have the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Throwing um, to Devonta Adams. And which that's is pretty, it. I mean, uh, who the hell's his second wide receiver? MVS, baby. Geronimo! Yeah. It's absolutely not Geronimo. <laughs> it's MBS, absolutely. Equiminous. That's Geronimo. The, that was the biggest surprise to me, actually, just 
a little off topic that they didn't even go wide receiver in that draft. Like they have complete I'm faith not, in these young wide receivers. I mean, they, they really haven't seen, I mean, you have MVS, you have Jamon Moore, you have uh, Equinemia St. Brown. So you have a lot of young guys, in the position that they're trying to develop maybe with Rogers, build a rapport. So, but Aaron Jones is that centerpiece for me besides Rogers. Never got more than 17 carries Devontae. in the game. Who, Jones? Aaron Jones. He's an efficiency guy as well, though. He is. He, he is a guy. 5.5 yards per yeah. carry. <laughs> yeah, he's an efficiency guy who's going to get you touchdowns. And if he ever does get the quantity to match the quality, he is a top top 12 guy. And McCarthy? Yeah. He's still a big target. He's somebody. I don't know. He's been on the team for one more year now, right? So he has experience. He's built a rapport. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be a top top three tight end, but it helps. Who are we, talking, who are we talking about right here? Jimmy Graham. I mean, oh, Jimmy- I think I think there's a chance Jimmy Graham gets cut at some point because they drafted Jay Sternberger, who I think has the chance to be a top 15 tight end. So well, with all the garbage out there, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Graham. Jimmy Graham is be is it hasn't done much honestly since he left New Orleans. It's a shame. Yeah. So I just I I really think there's a chance he's getting paid entirely too much to be a bottom end tight end, and I think Jay Sternberger actually can leapfrog him. Seattle ruined him. Yeah. Well. Or Drew Brees just made him seem like he was better. Who knows? I mean, it's Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees is nasty. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like Nick Chubb a lot this year because I'm buying into the hype of the of the Cleveland Browns. What are the Cleveland Browns? Are they a potential playoff team? Regardless, they're a team that is going to put up a whole lot of points. Kareem Hunt will not be playing until Week Nine at best. And if Duke Johnson even shows up, he's not going to be running the ball at the goal line. I think Nick Chubb is going to catch a lot more passes than people think. Um, I think he has an incredible opportunity to finish as a top 10 running back. See, the thing about all of these guys that we listed is the fact that maybe not Aaron Jones, but all the rest of them, we're looking at guys who could be your running back one when you draft them. Are you okay with that? That's the thing. That's the decision you have to make is like, are you okay with Nick Chubb being your RB1? Because you're drafting him as, you know, the first, in the first late first round, early second round. So he's potentially going to be your first player off the board. Like, are you okay with that? Are you okay with taking Aaron Jones as your second player? Are you know, I mean, like, it's, it's a tough decision. Because Chubb, yes, Aaron Jones. Um, the sample size, the sample size is so small for some of these players. We're talking about first year, second year, third year guys that haven't really gotten to prove themselves completely. Um, and I mean, Fournette in the third. Fournette's not going to last for the third, don't worry. Some leagues, he's actually – I've not, been seeing a lot of reports. I know it's still May, but he's yeah. getting no love in like top it's, 10, top 15. Wait for, wait for August. Wait for like August 15th and then come back to me and you'll see Leonard Fournette being drafted around the 22nd position or the 21st position. He's got to go in that like mid to late second. And then he's going to pull a hammy. And then he's either going to pull a hammy or he's going to run for 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. So, And I like the Nick Chubb. With the more catches, too, because I, I actually was questioning a little bit of it, but uh, a lot of people on Twitter actually proved me wrong that Todd Gurley, tw- he only had 21 catches his rookie year, doubled it the next year, 43, then 64, 59. Same yeah. with Zeke. Yeah. He gets 77 catches last year. You're nobody, right. nobody talked about that because, obviously, McCaffrey had over 100. Well, yes, yeah, so Saquon. Right. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, though, because they're, like they're, during the draft season, during the NFL draft season, not fantasy drafts, during the NFL draft season, people talk about, well, these running backs, they can't catch. You know, we don't want them because they're not going to be a third down back. They can't catch the ball. Some just then, can't. Yeah, but there is a difference. There's, there's a difference between play, running backs who can't catch the ball and there's those running backs who were never asked to catch the ball. 
you know, you look at some of those college, you know, especially somebody like Sony Michelle, somebody like actually the Georgia running backs, most of the Georgia running backs, they all Adrian can, Peterson, perfect example. They all can catch the ball, but they never, they were never at in their college career or even in their rookie campaign were never really asked to catch the ball. And then we're surprised why, wow, in year three or year four, they're putting up 45 receptions. That's because they can, they develop that, that skill over time and they get better at it, but they were never, it was never a por- important part of their game. Ray Rice. Yeah, no, yes, exactly. Another one. Another perfect, great example. Yeah. yeah. Rutgers, he did not catch anything out of the backfield. And then, right. like, the third season, he was the number one fantasy running back. It's, yeah, at the, catching the ball as a running back has become imp- the most important part if you want to stay on the field for all three downs. So some of those players have to develop it over time. There's some that will never will, Jordan Howard. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, it's just the truth is that some of those players in college were never, you know, asked, hey, you need to catch 45 balls. It's like being back of the office and like learning the front and like just yeah, it's a small exactly learning all of it <laughs> yeah exactly and, they, and you know the a lot of those NFL teams need a, a bell cow running back that can catch most at least. And the good thing about your question um, that I've yet to answer is that we still have time, so I don't I don't I don't need to tell you right now. Plus, we're going to be in a few of the same leagues, so it's it's Ooh. it's cryptic to uh, you know share share honest feedback with our audience while also. Oh, I don't want him. Keeping so it's you fine. on your heels, Keeping you on your heels. I don't, I, want your, I don't want your players. I don't want Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> that offense has entirely too many pieces for me. <clears throat> I'll just beat you again. No, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Look over here. <laughs> remember that year. Remember that year we tied, and I let and I I let it go through to the final, where all three of us were in it still. Remember that all one? All three of us. Well, yes, we. Oh, yeah, let it go I let it go through. And I was a nice, and I was a nice person, yeah. and I let it go through. When the guy even ran out of bounds and they credited him with two tackles, that doesn't even make sense. And then I won, but I said, you know what? Let's be yeah. fair. Uh-huh. So did I end up winning it all? People, you know, had those angelic let's, moments let's in our life. Let's remember it. Let's remember. Didn't I end up winning it all, anyways? <laughs> yes, you won. You won that one. <laughs> yes, you won that one. Uh. Shut up. <laughs> this isn't a uh, you know peeing contest here. Measuring contest. Um, yeah. Well, whatever. You win some, you lose some. Let's, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's wake up and focus here and talk about some uh, some sleepers who are not ranked anywhere near the top ten right now and may finish in the top ten. Um, and this is running back. I think the more that I've actually read about the situation and what they've done in the draft, I'm I'm becoming a fan, but I'm still very concerned about the injury history. Um, but his name is Devonta Freeman. And I think he's fallen off the radar a little bit because he's been hurt. I mean, most of last year, he was hurt the year before. They lost Tevin Coleman to the 49ers. They drafted Olsen, the running back from Pitt, in the fifth. He's a little bit bigger. Um, he's not as fast. So he's not necessarily the same type of running back. Edo Smith, more of a third down back. They picked two offensive linemen in the first round. Two huge signings. I think right now he's ranked somewhere in the 15 to 20 running back range. Um, this is a potential massive steal because he's still going to be the bell cow running back with at least 15 to 20 touches a game on a Falcons offense that historically has scored a lot of points after the first game, usually Matt Ryan money when he wakes up. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on Devonta Freeman in rounds four, five, six, if he falls. Devonta Freeman. I like it. I he only played two games last year, 14 and the year before. So, but I agree with you. We've seen what he can do. The guy's a monster. But my guy, 
Now, I really, I really, really have a lot of faith in this dude. I want to, I'm, I'm only saying him because I need to say someone. I don't think it's going to happen. Chris Carson. I'm going bold here. I love me some Chris Carson. The guy dominated last year. Rashad Penny is there. There's no more Mike Davis, which means Rashad Penny has like only Chris Carson to beat out now. So we saw that he, he's very talented. Obviously, they drafted him in the first round for a reason. But Chris Carson, my man, one of nine to go over 1,000 yards last season. The guy looked electric. They need to feed him the ball. That offense, well, one, Doug Baldwin, and that's just very unfortunate that he may have to retire. But that's besides the point. So he's going to have, like, I guess a rookie wide receiver on the outside. I, I, I think Chris Carson is someone that can definitely finish, in the, finish 10th. I'm not saying in the top 10 because he'd have to do – a lot of big things, but I'm saying right at ten. Standard leagues. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be extremely ballsy here. Um, <laughs> oh no, you didn't. I'm gonna be extremely okay. So you go back to 2017, and this team produced two running backs that finished in the top six in fantasy football stats. What are the odds that they can do it again? And I'm not saying that Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray are this are the same type of player. I'm not saying they're the best players. I think Mark Ingram is a better player than Latavius Murray. However, if given the opportunity, I think Latavius Murray takes over that role. He's going to get those touchdown opportunities that Mark Ingram got. He's going to get those short yarded situations that Mark Ingram got. Alvin Kamara can't do everything. I think that in a perfect world, Latavius Murray could potentially finish as a top 15 guy. I just, I see, um, I know it's hard to pick a running back. Who's the number, you know, the number two on their team to finish as a, you know, running back one or a fringe running back, you know, early running back two. But if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be a New Orleans running back. And if, if Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara can do it, I think that there's a chance that Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray can do it as well. So I'm going Latavius Murray. He's being drafted right now in the end of running back twos. Um, I think that'll change closer to draft season. I think he's going to be drafted in the top 20 ish, but I think, I definitely think he can finish the top 12. Has he had? He's done, it? A, he's done it before too. He's never had like an electric, electrifying running back to like compliment with either. I mean, yeah, someone so like let's, Alvin yeah. Kamara. So, I, yeah, Latavius is interesting because he did have that one really good year mm-hmm. in Oakland. So I think he has the capabilities of putting up, you know, a thousand yards on the ground potentially, even with Kamara in front of him. Um, and those touchdowns, if they're there, I mean, my God, he could put up a ten. And if something, God forbid, happened to Kamara, I know. You're not a big fan of the handcuff, but if you were drafting him with potential for top 10 upside regardless, then you would have... Those wouldn't be handcuffs. Yeah, those aren't handcuffs. Those are both... Those both have extreme value in their own that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, running backs. Looking forward to uh, discussing some some other positions, you know, as as the offseason rolls on. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. Don't forget to use our promo code for SportsCon, FANTASYFAM. Gets you 20% off admission or a VIP ticket. This is the Fantasy Fam, signing off.